The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Non-Super Bowl champion Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King here. It's the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sean, the uh, Warriors outscore the Mavericks 25-13 in the third quarter. They trail by just two going to the fourth. Let's break down this game and more with our senior NBA analyst here at VSIN. He is Jonathan Von Tobel, the host of Hardwood Handicappers and The Edge here on the Sports Betting Network. JVT, what did you notice in that third quarter that the Warriors changed from the first half? Well, they threw out a couple of different looks defensively. They threw out some zone. They were throwing out, looked like, you know, like kind of a little junk defense, maybe a box and one, something like that. And the offense got really stagnant uh, for Dallas. You're settling for threes, not really moving the ball around, passing up on some threes as well. Um, kind of just looked like game one. So you got to get you got to get your head out of, you know what, at, at this point, because uh, that second quarter was really good for you. But the Warriors have changed things up defensively. And the thing is, this is happening with Draymond Green on the bench because he's got five fouls and the Warriors cut into this deficit and played so well defensively without him on the floor. And that's a troublesome sign for uh, for Dallas. You know, you're looking at you know, it's, they, they've taken it, their it, first lead here, by the way, Sean. Yeah, it's, it's not going my direction. But I'll say this. I said last night that I thought this game was going to hold form at home of this series was going to hold for him at home, and Dallas was going to have a way to try, have to find a way to win game seven. 
uh, at Golden State. So if they can pull tonight out, it just was extra cream on top of the cake. I fully expected, you know, Dallas to go back down 0-2, very similar to what happened in the Phoenix series. Having said that, they're kind of getting into that same realm they were in game one. They were 11 for 48. They hit four, 15 threes in the first half. Now they're 17 of 40. If I had Jason Kidd's cell phone, I would text him and say, let's shoot the three after we attempt to go and make a layup. Because, you know, the way Golden State's playing perimeter defense, I think these guys can put the ball on the floor and, and get some easy buckets, you know, on offense for Dallas. I, mean, I just hate that they rely so much on the three. It's a beautiful thing when it's working, but when it's not, man, it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, Sean, and, and the thing is, kind of your point, you know, when Dallas is really flowing, they do shoot a lot of threes, but a lot of those threes come courtesy of dribble penetration, right? Like you get open looks because you're going to the painted area of the floor as Jalen Brunson misses a left-handed layup that he probably should have hit there. Uh, but I, I think to your point, especially when you were with Phoenix, right, it was get to the painted area of the floor, kick it out, swing it around, get a team in rotation. But the, the trouble with doing that to a team like Golden State they're going to go small and they're going to be comfortable switching everything. And so you don't really get teams into rotations. If they're just switching everything, it's harder to get them to kind of help and do all those sort of things. And when everything was working for Dallas, they were doubling a little bit. Sometimes with Luka Doncic, he was getting it out to an open guy. Those shots were falling. Those shots stopped falling. The offense gets a little stagnant and all of a sudden it's isolation pull-up threes, as opposed to trying to get them in the flow of the offense. So to your point, like the three point shot doesn't need to go away. It just needs to come in the flow of an offense off of dribble penetration. That's when they're at their best. JBT, oh. have you noticed the difference in the defense from Andrew Wiggins on Luka Doncic as he wasn't able to do much in game one, but here already with 28 points on nine of 17 shooting in game two? No, I don't think it's it's so much Wiggins. I didn't even think I didn't even think it was uh, the, the first game. It was all Wiggins either. You know, D D Golden State's so good in terms of their help defense. There's a lot of times where Luka's getting the ball and they're trapping immediately or sending a help defender. Or th there's a lot of guys that are that are matched up with Luka Doncic on this. It's not just individually Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins in the the uh, the uh, possessions in which he is isolated on Luka Doncic, I think he's done an admirable job. Uh, but I do think that when you watch this team, Scott, like you're looking at this team and you're sending a whole bunch of different bodies at him, whether it's Looney, who's right there, whether it's even Steph Curry, two guys are usually floating around the perimeter or floating in, I should say, the area of Luka Doncic and they're helping Wiggins out. So Wiggins done a good job, but I think this is mostly about a team effort from Golden State, if anything. You know, what's interesting is they really missed Tim Hardaway Jr. in this series. I just think his ability to score, whether it be on the dribble penetration or the mid-range is, is is something that they're missing because I don't really know who their second option is. Yeah, I think you're right. Like there, or I don't even know so much, Sean. Like if it's it's Hardaway Jr. himself, or just to your point, like they just need a consistent secondary scorer. You know, whether it is going to be Spencer Dinwiddie or Jalen Brunson, they have kind of taken turns throughout this postseason, but it's been wildly inconsistent as to who that second option is. You know, Jalen Brunson, for example, looked like was going to be the guy in the first series, and he was kind of intermittent in the second series. And Reggie Bullock had a couple of games, and Davis Bertans had a couple of you know explosions, not big ones, but for him explosions. Uh, but to your point, like you, you need consistent secondary scoring, and that has not been the case. So for, like so far tonight, 
Uh, Don, uh, excuse me, Brunson has been solid, 25 points, 8 of 15, 5 of 7 from three-point range. Uh, but you, you need more consistent efforts from others, and hopefully you're going to get that here down the stretch. I say that as somebody with Dallas plus 6.5. You know? mm, uh, we're all on the same side here, JVT. Don't worry. All of us. <laughs> all of us are on it. Uh, let's talk about the Eastern Conference Finals now. When you look at the way that the Celtics won Game 2, are you surprised that there has been a, a maybe, I don't want to call it an overreaction, but a reaction to push this line to six and a half for game three. Because if you're just going off the pre-series market pricing and the odds, this maybe should be four and a half or five as the line in 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 Boston, if that makes sense. Uh, if you go off that, you like technically, yes, you are correct, right? When you go to game two, if you're flipping this, like three points worth of home court, whatever it is, uh, if you're going off of like, like two, when we thought that Marcus Smart was going to play in game one, uh, then where does that get us at that point? It gets us to like, yeah, you're talking about like three or something like that at home four. Uh, it looked like it was going to be priced um, more like that Milwaukee series, right? Where Milwaukee was laying one, one and a half at home and Boston was laying five, five and a half. So I think it's like it might seem like an overreaction here on its surface, but I don't think that is the case. You know, if you're keeping track of home court since conference semifinals have started, uh, like this has actually been worth nearly five points playing at home. So if you're taking that for what it's worth, which it has held true so far in these uh, these conference uh, semifinals and up through the um, the conference finals other than Boston, then you can probably talk yourself into six. But Scott, like, I I I really like this Boston team. I think six and a half is the right number. In fact, I think there's a strong argument to make this closer to seven and a half as opposed to the six and a half that's out there. I think they're a very good matchup for Miami, and I think there was a lot of noise in these first two me uh, these first two games because of Marcus Smart status. Horford being in and out. You didn't really get a true sense of where this line was going to go. I think now we're kind of getting down to where Derek White's going to come back. We know that Smart and Horford are going to be out there and that this is getting closer to a true sense of what this line should be. Because uh, if you're translating this back to Miami, now we're talking about like a pick, right? Maybe a half point spread in favor of the Boston Celtics. I think that's more than fair given the difference between these two teams. You know, it's crazy uh, to even think about this because tonight we have such a, a great, compelling game uh, at least right now where we are in the fourth quarter with a little under eight minutes left. The Warriors are up by five, and I don't know where this is going to end, but since May 1st, we've had 29 playoff games, JBT, and only three of them came within five points of the closing number. The average cover margin is 15.3. We have seen blowouts here in the playoffs. Has this been a boring month of basketball? You know, I don't think so, because I think, you know, the final score is obviously the final score, but I think there's also been quite a few games that have been compelling in first half and then get out of hand in the second half, right? You know, I mean, go back to those first two games, for example, in Phoenix for Dallas. You know, they, were, they were pretty competitive in those games. The first game, they failed to cover by a bucket at the end. The second game, uh, they led at halftime and ultimately got blown out in the third quarter. Uh, look at what happened with Boston and Miami in game one, right? The Celtics were up, and then that third quarter happens. And actually, at the end of that game, we saw, I think, was it uh, was it Pritchard who hit a three, and um, Ime Udoka decided to send the bench. He was about to put him yeah, in. Yeah, like, they, know, yeah, he sends them back down. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, I think, like, the final scores have been there, and there have been, don't don't get me wrong, there's been some ridiculous blowouts. I mean, what we just watched in Eastern Conference Finals game two, uh, two of the games in the Memphis series. But I do think, you know, in basketball, like a 10-point lead in, you know, covering, like, it's not exactly like on the surface, a 15 point win might seem like a blowout, but in basketball nowadays, 15 points is, is nothing mm -hmm. in terms of what a deficit is. So I think there has been some boring games, but I think we shouldn't lose sight of that. There's been some pretty fun games as well. Yeah. You know, I, and I think just the cover margin in general, when, when I look at it, 
And I think, I mean, it's the reason why I was on the Celtics on the money line in game two, as opposed to taking the, you know, the, the plus points. Uh, now I look at the Celtics, just like you said, I'm not afraid of the high line here for, for this game. Uh, I would lay the six and a half. If there, I think my opinion coming into this series was that if Miami was to get a win in Boston, it would come in game four. If we assume, I know you never want to do that, but if Boston wins game number three, would you take a flyer on Miami in game four? Uh, I would not. I, I, I'm I'm really, so I'll tell you guys, uh, this is going to come back. I said this, uh, I was doing, filling in for local radio today. This is either going to go down as the worst text message I've ever sent or the best text message I've <laughs> okay. ever sent. Uh, I texted Matt Humans Sunday after the Celtics beat uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and it was one sentence the Celtics are going to rip Miami apart. And so I like, I, I really believe in this Celtics team. I think they match up extremely well with them. I thought this was going to be a five game series. I thought game one was a little bit of a bump of the road, given all the injuries and absences that they had to deal with. I think you kind of saw in game two, uh, what the difference is between these two teams when the Celtics have everybody at hand. And yes, Kyle Lowry's not out there. Kyle Lowry's not making up a 25-point deficit. Uh, I, I think that this Celtics team is is much better than the market's given them credit for. Hell, they're 9-4 and four ATS in the postseason at this point. To me, they're the best-rated team in the NBA at this point right now. And uh, I think this is a short series. So unless it gets got to like, you know, eight and a half yeah. or something wild, uh, I would not be looking to back Miami uh, on the road against Boston. We all missed the boat. The overreaction after game one, we should have all bought in on the Celtics at plus 125 to win the series because that was easy for us. JVT, appreciate your time and insight. Enjoy the rest of this game. Good to talk to you guys. Good luck. There he is, our yep. senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, host of The Edge Monday through Friday, Hardwood Handicappers podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcast. Here we are, Sean. There is a 99-92, seven and change left in the fourth quarter. We'll update you on that and the hockey action as well. This is the Nightcap here on vcin, the sports betting network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. predictions made brighter join the born in a ballpark challenge presented by blue moon to compete free for cash all season enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of sixty-two thousand five hundred dollars in total cash prizes head to draftkings.com slash blue moon now to join the action blue moon made brighter 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details please drink responsibly Scott Sadenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. This is the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And the Warriors now with a 102 94 lead, uh, 624 left in the fourth quarter. Dallas was up, what, 20 somewhat points in this game, Sean? And, and if they don't cover this original line of six and a half, I'm done. I'm, done. I'm just done with this league. I mean, that might have been the dumbest foul I've seen. I finally have the game on now. And, I mean, what is he doing? That's Bullock? 
Like that's just oh my goodness. It's, I'm with you. This is frustrating. This is frustrating. Um, and you know what? If the Warriors wind up covering this game with some margin, it, it's going to oh, be man. an epic collapse by Dallas. And to be honest with you, I know that they're returning home for Game Three, but the series is over. And I and I say that knowing that they lost the first two games in Phoenix. And game two in Phoenix was a little bit of a a, a route. So they still wound up winning that series as they won the two games, games three and four, at home to even it up at two games apiece. But but I I just don't see how you bounce back after blowing a 22-point lead on the road against the Warriors with a chance to even up this series and lose if that's what's going to happen. Now, it's a lot of game left. My rule with uh, Tim is you don't ever look at the NBA until four minutes left in the fourth. So (laughs) we do have a little time. But I'll say this. If they ultimately end this game, I think it's exactly what they needed. Because I think Jason Kidd, I mean, we gave him credit earlier on this program for what he's done in the playoffs. He will take the mistakes they made in the third quarter and fix them. So the one thing it's hard to do, and, and this just goes back to my days as a coach, when you have role players that all of a sudden have big performances, they kind of get this inflated sense of self. And it's one thing to have confidence, but it's another thing to understand that within this team this year, you have a specific role. And I think what we've seen, and when it was in game one with Dallas, I mean, with uh, Boston, I mean, Grant Williams is arguing with the coach on the sideline. Like, really, mm-hmm. dude? I mean, so I, I kid will take this game, win or lose, and be able to really sit down with a couple of these guys and say, we have to get better here. And so I'm, I don't think the series is over. I do hope they find a way to win it, but I think it's far from over. I just think the way Dallas as an organization is wired, that they'll be fine. Warriors minus a point and a half. Let's just, hypothetically speaking, Warriors minus one and a half, Warriors minus two in Dallas game three. Where do you go? Oh, I'm going Dallas. So I looked okay. up the uh, Phoenix series mm-hmm. and... Uh, Game three in Dallas, uh, Dallas was like one and a half point favorites. They won. Game four, Phoenix was like three and a half point favorites, and Dallas won. So they've been in this position. They've been in this situation. I haven't given up on tonight, but but I think next time we're in Golden State, it'll be 2-2 at worst. Ooh, really? Yeah. So – even if they if they lose tonight, you think they're going to win both games in Dallas? Yes. I still think they win both games in Dallas. I really do. Well, I think the others, as Shaq calls them, play better at home. Mm-hmm. Well, they have played a lot better at home, for sure. Um, I thought that this series, I, I was taking a look at Warriors in five mm. as the outcome here. And you could see Warriors in five is plus 250. That's the favored outcome right now in this series. Obviously, that would mean a Warriors win here. In game number two, they get a split, let's say, in Dallas in three and four, and then they return home and they win the series in game five because, you know, the Warriors like to win it at home. They don't close it out on the road. They're terrible closing it out on the road, but they're very good closing it out at home. So Warriors in five would be the way that I would look. Do you think this series goes beyond five games? Oh, it's going seven. Book that. Seven. Okay. Yeah, it's going seven. And game seven will be, what is that, Arco Arena? What's that thing called that they play The Chase in? Center. The Chase Center now. Yep. It, it, Chase Center will have availability for seats in game seven because there will be a game seven in this series. Clay Thompson just hit a monster three as uh, it is now 110 to 100. With yeah, I turned it off. 20 Obviously, me watching left. it wasn't helping. 
No. So no, I go back to baseball. Wasn't helping. Uh, if you took any alternate overs in the uh, Battle of Alberta, you are looking pretty good. Four minutes left to go in the first period. It is a 2-1 Calgary lead over Edmonton. This is something I, I briefly mentioned it at jokingly uh, when we were going to break earlier in the first hour. But the reason why I love the over in this series and every game in this series is because Calgary really came off of a series against Dallas. You mentioned Jake Ottinger, who was out of this world for mm-hmm. Dallas. But they played such good defense that Calgary was really, they were almost suffocated, right? There was no shooting lanes. It was very difficult for them to get any offense going. And when they did, they were met by a brick wall. In this series, you get an Oilers team that doesn't play any defense blue line to blue line with a goaltender in Mike Smith that I'm pretty sure you and I can put some pucks in the net on. And and I say that jokingly, but really not really. You know, I used to be a pretty good hockey player when I was like 15. Um, I thought Calgary was in a really good spot here to put up a ton of goals. And we know how how lethal the offense is for Edmonton. So if they can just keep pace, we saw them down six to two, Sean. And to their credit, they scored four unanswered goals in game one to make that a six, six game before they wind up losing nine to six. So this game and this series not over, but what is over is the total in goals. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of firepower on that Edmonton team. I mean, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisettel, Evander Kane, uh, Hyman, I mean, they've got guys that can put the puck in the net. It's just figuring out some balance, you know, how to really be aggressive and free-flowing on offense and not create even more of a mismatch on the other end of the ice, knowing that you don't have one of the top goalies left in the playoffs. So, I don't know. Edmonton's trying to figure it out. I told Aaron, our producer, during the break, about two breaks ago, listen, whatever the in-game highest total is, go and bet it. Because this thing is go- <laughs> this thing's got 7-5 written all over it. You know, what's interesting is I'm looking at the schedule here of games, right? So you had the Oilers, Flames, Rangers, Hurricanes uh, as the two games here on Friday. So naturally, these series will play on uh, Sunday. But the Lightning Panthers will not play game number uh, three in Tampa on Saturday whereas the Blues Avalanche will play game number three at Saturday. Tampa and and Florida is actually going to be on Sunday. So an extra day of rest for the shortest travel here in the Stanley Cup playoffs going from sunrise to Tampa. I'm sure you've made that drive several times. Right. I was going to say, you know, they're changing time zones. I mean, yeah. They're going from, from South Florida to Central Florida. So you got to get the guys a little, little downtime. But this benefits Tampa. Because Stamkos, he hurt that hand. He didn't look completely, you know, 100% healthy. It gives those other guys, Victor Hedman, it gives Vasilevsky, you know, maybe even a potentially getting Braden Point, you know, back. This is fascinating. I'm just, I agree with you on this Tampa team. They're up 2-0 against the regular season champion, and they didn't even have Braden Point, who's like their second or third best player. So, I mean, they're getting it done. Uh, is it only one game on Sunday? Is that why they moved Tampa no. to Sunday? No, it, it, Sunday's a triple header. There's three games on Sunday. You got uh, wow. you got Panthers, Lightning, Rangers, Hurricanes, and Flames, Oilers. You got three games. I mean, maybe because 
it's the only game that's on TNT and they have uh, maybe the, the, the TV rights to an exclusive Sunday game. I, I don't know, but you're, you're right. I think the extra day of rest benefits the Lightning more so than the Panthers. And here you have a team that is up two games to none coming home for game three and now gets the benefit of the extra rest. Look, Florida is minus 115 in this game three. And I get it because they were the top team in the Eastern Conference this year, and they are playing with desperation. But you're going to give me the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus money on home ice? Sean, how do you pass that up? We've gotten Tampa plus 150, plus 155, I think, in games one and two. So, I mean, what could go wrong? Let's just continue to ride this wagon. Yeah, I I think I'm going to be with you there. Uh, I'm also going to be with you when it comes to the Preakness Stakes, and we're going to get your picks for uh, the second leg of the Triple Crown, despite the fact that we will not have a Triple Crown winner as uh, Rich Strike is not going to race, but we have several other horses in this field that are capable of cashing in some money. Ed DeRosa from uh, Horse Racing Nation will join us coming up next. We'll find out about the field for the Preakness Stakes at Pimlico, and of course, we'll get Sean's picks as well for that race. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. Freakness stakes this weekend, and boy, what a what a fun time that used to be until they changed the rules and tightened up. We could talk about that coming up next. This is the look ahead. Oh, not to look at it. That's my show. This is the nightcap. It's Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. This is the nightcap on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Scott Sandberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King here on the Sports Betting Network. The second leg of Horse Racing's Triple Crown will be run this weekend at Pimlico. It is the Preakness Stakes. There will not be a Triple Crown winner this year as Rich Strike is not going to be running in this race. But there is still an exciting field and here to talk about it is Ed DeRosa from Horse Racing Nation. And, Ed, you know, I, I always have a blind betting system, which is never good because it's always almost never profitable. Uh, but when the favorite in the Kentucky Derby doesn't win, I bet that horse to win the Preakness Stakes. Is it as simple as saying this is Epicenter's race to lose here on Saturday? Uh, it's definitely that simple in the approach. I'm really nervous about his price though. I actually thought a week ago, he might be two to one plus 200. And now we're looking at even money or even laying a price minus 110 or minus 120. That's really short. So I'm looking elsewhere based on his price. Well, Ed, I looked at the Preakness and I was with you and, uh, if, the race that he ran in the Derby didn't take anything out of him. And he's had a long com- campaign for a three-year-old. I mean, he hadn't really missed any steps leading up to the Derby. So unlike some of the other horses that may be a little more inexperienced, but also fresher, I mean, he's had a heck of a year, especially for a modern thoroughbred. So all I need is a little regression. That's all I need. Because if Epicenter runs one or two, it's not going to pay anything. I mean, outside of just another rich strike type of current. So, 
I said, let me focus more on the Black Eyed Susan Preakness double, which I hit today. I had the nine. So I have five pieces in the Preakness, but I'm also going to play the late pick five. And I'm going to spread a little bit in this Preakness, but on my individual ticket, Ed, I like the Philly. I'm going with Secret Oath. Now, early voting scares me because of his freshness and being on the lead, but he's not going to get an easier race than he got in the Wood Memorial. I mean, he pretty much had everything to his self in the wood, and, and Mo Donegal, granted, really good Colt, ran him down. So I'm banking on Secret Oath being able to do the same thing. And I'm also going to throw a little creative minister in there because sometimes this time of year, it's about who's peaking, not necessarily who's the best horse. Uh, Secret Oath, I think, is super live and interesting and her running style is a lot of fun because she makes that big move. So she gives her backers a thrill. Uh, I have a hard time talking to anyone off of her. I think she'll be about four to one. So you're getting four times the price as epicenter. I'm probably a little more bearish than you on creative minister. The stat I dug up is this century. Uh, so we've had 21 runnings of the Preakness in the 21st century. Only once has a horse won the Preakness who did not race at nine furlongs or beyond before the Preakness, and that was Bernardini in 2006, the year Barbaro broke down in the race. So Creative Minister, I think, is up against it from a seasoning standpoint. Now you are going to get probably 10 to 1, so that's a, a decent price, but uh, I would say he's he's one I'm looking to fade. How so you always gotcha. have angles in horse racing. So just talk me through this one, Ed, and I don't really have a strong opinion. I, I really want to get yours. Kenny McPeak trains creative minister. He's also, I think, a, a small minority owner in the horse as well. They decided, creative minister won on Derby Day in an allowance race there. They decided to pay the $150,000 supplemental fee for him to run into Preakness. What does that normally say in these situations? Yeah, that, that's a lot of confidence. That's a great point. Uh, and at that at that price point, they need to finish first or second. Third, third just to almost break even. And yeah, first or second to make it a payday. Now, part of the calculus, I think, especially with Kenny being a part owner, uh, which is Magdalena Racing, is when these horses, especially if they win uh, races like this, they're worth uh, a tremendous amount more uh, as a stallion prospect. Uh, his value would, would go up by one or $2 million with a win and, you know, high six figures with a second or third place finish. So that's part of it too. It's not just the actual purse. It's the, the money they can make in terms of what this horse would do after his career. But nevertheless, 150,000 is a big bet. And whether or not you think he can win, I think it's impossible to deny that them paying that kind of money literally out of pocket at least signals that they think he's going to run his the best race possible. I don't think that's going to be good enough, but if you do, he's a good bet at 10 to 1. How important is post position at Pimlico? Uh, I would say with the nine-horse field, it's it's pretty unimportant. I definitely wouldn't let any position a horse got in deter you. Uh, as always, the rail and the far outside are kind of the two that you might want to take a, a closer look at. But with simplifications running style, the rail doesn't bother me. And then similar with Skippy Longstocking in the nine, they're just going to look to tuck inside, not be too wide, and then make a run late. 
I was going to ask you about Skippy Longstocking because people talk about the Wood Memorial, the early voting backers, and a lot of people love Mo Donegal coming into the Derby until he drew the first uh, post position. But when I was looking at the race as I was preparing for the Preakness, Skippy Longstocking ran a sneaky good race in the wood and actually looked like he was crying for more ground. So he's moving from a mile and an eighth to a mile and three sixteenths. He's getting more ground. Talk me through Skippy Longstocking, maybe not to win, but to, to hit the ticket. Yeah, no, I like this horse quite a bit. Uh, and he's definitely, in, in terms of my wagering strategy, going to feature prominently in trying to get him to be in the trifecta. Uh, I thought, you know, the, the wood came back fast. I mean, you've mentioned it several times, Mo Donegal uh, being the winner in early voting. They got both of them got great figures, Skippy Longstocking non-threatening from a win standpoint, but was still running on okay at the end. If he's able to move forward off that, given his run style, I see no reason why he can't be at least third in this spot. And if things really collapse, maybe he can, you know, shock the world, not quite to the rich strike level, but I don't think a win is completely out of reach for him. So uh, he's definitely very much in the mix for me and a horse. I'm looking forward to betting at 20 to one. Ed, are there any matchup bets that are intriguing you right now? Uh, I definitely want to uh, take a look. I haven't been in Kentucky, unfortunately. Don't don't have ready access until I, I get the, uh, the the text from my my mules elsewhere. Uh, but I would say the the one really good opinion I did have uh, is, a, is a buddy of mine who lives in Vegas sent me some of the the props he had access to, and one of them was Rich Strike versus summer is tomorrow. And I told him to take rich strike for the max because I thought summer is tomorrow would back through the field. And all rich strike had to do was, you know, gallop around and be 12. It turns out he won the race, but uh, <laughs> I bring that up not because I cashed because I didn't, um, I didn't play it myself, but I do think these head to head uh, offer some value. Cause you know, a lot of times it's just, they're evenly matched, but if you have a, a clever opinion of how the race is going to be run, you could use that to your advantage. I, I definitely wish horse racing did a lot more with those types of wagers. Let now, me give you a hypothetical on some. Uh, let me give you some of the shortest uh, matchups here and get your quick thoughts. One of the shortest ones is early voting against Secret Oath. That's early voting as a minus one twenty favorite over Secret Oath. Any read there? And what Secret Oath? Even money? Correct. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would take the the longer price. Then I would take, I would take even money on Secret Oath. And and part of the thought there is the way she runs. If early voting is on the lead and backs out of it, I mean, all Secret Oath has to do is be fifth. So when you're when I'm looking at these matchups, that's part of what's going into it. Maybe early voting's a more likely winner, but if he doesn't win likely he's in the back half of the field mm. and that advantage goes to the Philly. So I take her in that spot. Hey, do you play pick fours and pick fives? I do. Yeah, that's definitely, I would say my preferred wagering. Option. I'm the, I'm the same way. So in race 10, the James W Murphy sticks, all you need is the 10. Just get your little bit of Joe bullet him and move on. I do love that name. Uh, I think I went a little deeper than Joe, though. 
Let's see, oh, race I know, time. but only only one of them can win the race, Ed. So I'm just giving you the one that's gonna win the race. <laughs> <laughs> and then you. Can... <laughs> so I'm I'm only I only needed one more than Joe, but I do like Joe. All right, that's what's up. And I don't know if I'm a bullet in, in the Sir Barton stakes, but I love the eight as well. Unikey. Anytime Terry Pompey ships in, they mean business. That's right. That's uh, and we uh, Horse Racing Nation, the the day job. Uh, one of our our staffs is uh, shippers into into Pimlico, and uh, Pompey does very well. Wow, interesting stuff. Well, hey, good luck tomorrow. Yeah, good luck. Thanks so much for joining yeah, us. Appreciate your time. There he is, Always. Ed DeRosa, Horse Racing Nation. Scott Sandberg here alongside Sean King. It's the Nightcap here on VSIN. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von is going to have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash spring. Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. It's the nightcap here on vcin. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, we'll be joined by our very own Matt Humans, senior editor here at vcin, vcin.com, co-host of The Edge. You read his stuff in Point Spread Weekly as well. We'll talk about the PGA Championship and more, but uh, Sean, uh, you are all over the Preakness Stakes, uh, Pimlico coming up tomorrow. Not just that race. You got the pick four. You got the pick five. You're all over this. What what tickets do you have right now for these races? Well, I have a double from the Black Eyed Susan, which is the Phillies version, sort of like Kentucky Oaks, Kentucky Derby. They run the Black Eyed Susan the day before and the Preakness on Saturday. So I hit that race with the nine today. I have five pieces in the Preakness, so that's the ticket that I currently have. But tomorrow, I'm going to lean heavily on Secret Oath and Creative Minister. Uh, horse race is about making money. You know, the guys are in it. They love the animals. Of course, it's the competition that matters. But I just think when smart horsemen like Kenny McPeak decide to put up 150000 to make this horse eligible to get into the Preakness, I take it serious. So... I think Secret Oath is a heck of a horse, and I'm going to ride with Secret Oath and Creative Minister. Having said that, if they run the race 10 times, Epicenter is probably going to win five of them. Mm. I'm just hoping tomorrow it's one of the other five. So uh, how about a trifecta of Epicenter, Secret Oath, and Creative Minister in you some order? That. Absolutely. I probably would play the exacta with that because I think if you play the try, early voting's probably going to be a dangerous horse. He's fresh. So I, he'll be on the lead 
So I, I think there's some horses that can catch him, but I don't know if he'll run out of gas to the point where, you know, he falls out of the trifecta. So maybe take the exact, but put those three horses in, right? Yes, put them in, and you can box it. Yeah, box it. And that it. way, okay. if they run one, two in any order, then mm-hmm. you win the bet. Costs a little more, but it's worth it. And then you just hope that up and center doesn't run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any interest in a long shot? Because we had a long shot come in on the Derby, so you got to imagine that people are going to want to take the long shot here at, for the Preakness. Well, Creative Minister is probably going to be about 10, 11, 12 to 1. So that's a really good price. But my long shot play is Skippy Longstocking. I think it's the ninth, the nine horse. I think Skippy Longstocking sitting on a big race. Uh, probably be 20 to 30 to one, something like that. So I definitely think he's going to have a factor and a say. And this is what happens in the Preakness. You know, every year some horse runs second or third, and you're like, wow, <laughs> messed up my whole ticket. So I think Skippy Longstocking is that horse this year. What about Fenwick at 50 to one? I like the name. Uh, I don't love him in this race. I don't think he's fast enough to get the lead. And he really hadn't shown a great turn of foot when he doesn't have the lead. So he'd probably be one that I throw out. But I do like the name of the horse. Pretty horse, too. Got a big white thing on his face. <laughs> you know, I always I like going with uh, jockeys as well. And John Velasquez, I believe, is on top of simplification. So what about mm-hmm. the simplification going to be running out of the number one post position. You know, simplification is kind of one of those horses never really seems good enough to win the race, but always runs second, third, or fourth, i.e. running fourth in the Kentucky Derby. But that kind of been what he'd done, Scott, down in Florida because he prepped for the Derby down at Gulfstream. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he runs, you know, third or fourth in this race. But I'm going to keep him off my tickets just because – you know, a couple of these horses have had long campaigns. And at some point, the horses get a little fatigued. They get a little tired. So I'm banking on simplification, hopefully being a little fatigued and maybe not running his best race. And maybe I can get some bigger prices in that third and fourth place spot. Any matchups that you're going to be playing? Uh, there's a lot of matchups here at Circa. Uh, probably not. You know, I have so much going with the pick fours and pick fives. You know, I'll probably put my tickets in around race four or five and, you know, not just sit back and watch. So uh, <laughs> and I relax, maybe hydrate a little bit, get me a fine cigar and and enjoy my Saturday. Get ready to watch David Benavidez fight uh, David Lemieux Saturday afternoon. And listen to the uh, call from Larry Colmas, who does a tremendous job calling the uh, Triple Crown here of horse racing. Uh, the game is a final. The Warriors have defeated the Mavericks and have covered. The six and a half point line. Uh, <sighs> tough. 126, 117. Sean, you look good for a while. You look yeah, good for a, a while. Beat. And um, I thought maybe, maybe buying in. I mean, I, I like the Mavericks in the second half because I thought if the Warriors didn't get out to a hot start, they'd completely mail this in. Well, what happened? The Warriors got out to a hot start in the third quarter, and the majority of this comeback happened without Draymond Green on the floor because he was in foul trouble, which is really interesting. I'd be interested. Is Golden State better without Draymond? I mean, uh, we'll find I can't out. can't say that, but <laughs> no, it's definitely been uh, – it, it was definitely an interesting run. And look, they got some contributions. Kevon Looney with 21 points and 12 rebounds, obviously filling the void with Draymond on the bench. Yeah, I don't see that duplicating itself so i mean i again i think this is going seven scott i I think dallas is going to handle business at home 
So I'll be betting Dallas in game three and four because I mm. think they're going to win both. So uh, I'm not panicking yet. I'm not panicking. I, I anticipated Golden State would, home hold, would hold home court, and you know now it's just up to Dallas to do the same thing. Luka Doncic, you know what's amazing is Luka finishes with 42 points. Jalen Brunson finishes with 31 points. Reggie Bullock finishes with 21 points. Dorian Finney-Smith had 10, and they lost the game. Well, that's what happens when you give up 126. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Dallas, a lot of their success is the fact that their perimeter defense is mm-hmm. one of the best in the NBA. So obviously they got away from that a little bit today. And listen, this will be a good coaching, uh, coaching tool for, for Jason Kidd. I'm sure on the flight back, he'll have those iPads. He'll be walking around to some of the guys, showing them maybe some rotations that they missed, how they overplayed certain passing lanes you know how they maybe weren't as aggressive you know in the passing lanes. so he'll be he'll be coaching on the way back to Dallas you'll get a much much better more complete game out of the Mavs in game three there's two major league baseball games that are currently in progress they're in the top of the sixth inning there in Anaheim the A's with a a 3-2 lead over the Angels this one I stayed away from this Sean this was really interesting there was a lot of money coming in on the Angels prior to this start. And and I was a little confused by that just because um, it was Pete Blackburn starting for the A's, and he's had a really nice season so far. That being said, the Angels did have a lead. That lead went bye-bye, and it is an A's 3-2 lead here in the top of the sixth inning. You were on the Angels in this one, right? I have the Angels. It's actually 4-2 now. They just scored, Ooh, they just scored another run on a sacrifice fly. Uh, but I'll say this, Blackburn's out. So now we're into that A's bullpen. Mm-hmm. Angels are at home. So, you know, hopefully we can get some 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 hits going here and put some runs up. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really like this Angels lineup. I was thinking about maybe placing a futures bet and trying to look for some long shots here in Major League Baseball. And, and you know, it, I'm kicking myself because I had talked about the Angels as a possible long shot. Not It's not that I think they're going to win the American League or win the World Series, but I do think that they're a team that has a, a chance – and prior to the season, I looked at their odds, and I'm like, you know what? This is a team I could buy in on, and never did it, never trusted it. And then now I see they're down to 2,200 to win the World Series, to win the American League. The Angels are at plus 950. You could have gotten the 2,200 on them to win the American League before the season started, but now they are plus 950. And any thoughts on maybe the Angels is a long shot? Oh, I'll tell you after the night. Let me see if they, <laughs> they bring home this ticket. <laughs> uh, what? And, 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 a, and a big reason for me playing on the night was the fact that they fell on their face in Texas. Sure. You know, when they lost that back, series huh? to the Rangers. Right, so I felt like they would bounce back, especially against the, a light-hitting team like the A's. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, this is baseball. Hopefully uh, it's only – so it's top of the six. So, I mean, we got 12 outs left. So hopefully, you know, uh, Trout – you know, Otani, those guys, you know, they'll get some some hits going and, and they can put some runs up. It's going to the top of the seventh in San Francisco. The Padres and the Giants are tied at four. And I think one of the more intriguing things here in this Major League Baseball season is this race in the National League West where uh, you have the Dodgers, Padres, Giants all separated by three games. And I'm it'll Scott be that Seidenberg. way all the way through yes, the end. Yes, it will. I'm Scott Seidenberg. He's Sean King. We'll be joined by our very own Matt Humans coming up next. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mm-hmm. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.